No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. This episode of the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast is brought to you by the Mech Tech Store. Hats, shirts, and more for mech fans everywhere. www.mechtech.net forward slash forums forward slash store for more details. Also brought to you by the Sunder Junkie Sunder 2 Mission Play Server in Mech Warrior 4 Mercs. www.sunderjunkies.com for more information. Hey, Mech Jock. Are you training for MWO? Are you looking for something more than that same old team battle all the time? If so, then check out the Sunder 2 Mission Play Server on Mech Match. But hang on tight, big boy. Because you'll be going up against the most experienced pilots around. Give it a try. You won't regret it. Brought to you by the Sunder Junkies and the Mech Tech Mech Warrior 4 Mercs 3.1 free release. Tell them Nano sent ya. You're listening to the Game Casting Broadcast Network. <laughs> Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast number 31. My name is Phil and I'll be your host. It is May 30th, 2012, and my shout out is going to go to all the veterans of past, present, and future, and hopefully you had a good Memorial Day, and thank you for your sacrifices, guys, and for those who uh, who can't speak, thank you, appreciate it. I second that. Uh, this is Darren, aka Bombadil. All right, and Brennan? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Catrakel, and I want to say a big aces welcome to Belric, and of course the live studio audience, who is numbering at uh, 42 right now. So, thank you for listening. Yep. yep, welcome Belric, good to have you aboard, and of course Alex, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Boo, our resident Nazi. And that's not really a, a joke, he, he actually is, unfortunately, we discovered this. He actually is a resident? Or yeah, is he a Nazi? Mm. We don't know. He's a cross between the two. Uh, it's it's just so funny. But uh, anyways, I'd like to say thank you and welcome to all of our li- new listeners, and uh, we appreciate you coming out here, and especially our live audience. Appreciate you guys taking the time to come out here, and uh, tonight's gonna be a fun show. So on to the news. And now for the news. All right, if you would like to get your unit sponsored or a recruitment ad on our show, um, go ahead and go to our website, nogutsnogalaxy.net, make a donation of any amount, and then send me an email, bombadil at nogutsnogalaxy.net. Let me know what you want me to say, and it will be in the next show. Don't forget, units can get a spot on our NGNG TS3 server. Uh, There is new TS3 info. We had a server change. Uh, so make sure you go to our website and get that information or ask somebody else. Um, 
but yeah, get on there, get your unit spot. They're uh, filling up again. This week in our international listener list, um, we have at number five, back to the chart, Portugal. They were away for a week or two there. Uh, number four is Canada, staying at number four. Japan moves up a spot to number three. Australia is hanging in at number two. And Germany uh, moves up a spot to number one. I'm going to start calling Portugal our European ninjas, man, because it's like, where do they come from? No one knows. And we all know that Portuguese ninjas are uh, definitely the deadliest. I mean, Ronaldo, just throwing that out there. Nanny. <laughs> Any Manchester United fans? Well, fine, forget it, whatever. You guys, Mighty Reds, go. Cool. All right, what's next? This week's community spotlight is actually going to be an interview that I did with Alex Iglesias, also known as Flying Debris. Um, the interview is pretty long, so it's not going to be uh, edited within the podcast, but the same uh, time the podcast comes out, I'll also release that interview. It's a good interview, uh, so look forward to that. Also, if you have a community spotlight or something you would like to bring attention to, go ahead and email spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net, and we will uh, we'll cover it. Are you playing any tabletop games in your area? If so, uh, let us know. We can promote your your uh, get-together as well as if you are doing that and uh, want to take some pictures, send them to us. We'll post them on the website. Uh, we have yet to have anybody do that. I'm sure so there's a... Uh... send us your pictures, and Darren will promote your unit. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on before that gets out of hand. Funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting, TeamSpeak 3, equipment, software, prizes, and other projects. And I'm going to make just a quick little uh, statement here. We definitely need um, donations right now. We're trying to get these uh, first round of t-shirts printed. We have everything we need except for uh, we're a little short on the funding. So um, it really will make a huge difference. And that is the news. Phil? Yeah. I'm definitely going to be taking pictures of my shirt. And I'm actually going to throw one on my girl and take pictures. Just just throwing that out there. Doesn't that look She's got headphones on right now. <laughs> it's funny. You're talking yeah, I, about shirts. I was actually pulling together all of my Mech Warrior t-shirts that I own that I've gotten when I was, you know, doing the game. I was like, oh, I should take a picture of these and, you know, give them to the... <laughs> send them to this to those guys. Do it, do it. Dude, you should frame them all and put them up on the wall. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, as soon as I get mine, I will be... Okay, moving on to the book of the month discussion, Sword and the Dagger by Ardeth Mehar. I believe that's how you pronounce that it. That is correct. Well, at least I got that name right. So, this is actually a really interesting book. If you've never read it and you gave this a read, or if you haven't, you're going to get some spoilers here. The main plot about this entire book, actually, was about Hans Davion and the implementation of a doppelganger in his place. And his one of his best friends, and actually on his you know personal bodyguard, uh, Arden Sortek. And actually, Arden, I know we have a uh, forum member and a uh, uh, person in the community that goes by the alias. But his best friend discovers this. And then it's a really weird battle in himself, realizing what's going on. Um, and then also just the character sort of struggling, being a soldier and realizing this, the destruction and death he's caused and what happens on the battlefield and sort of this inner 
Uh, would you call it, call it turmoil, guys? Well, I'm thinking really the the, the main storyline for this novel is the the uh, conflict between Maximilian Lau and and Hans Davion, and everything else is kind of part of that, including the doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously we can't break it down chapter by chapter. But before we go into that, just some background info. It was actually, a lot of people get this confused. It wasn't the first battle tech book published. It was actually the second. Um, but as far as time frame, that's it, one of those things. So just Well, the, yeah, the, I mean, the story doesn't state a specific um, time frame. Uh, all the, the only fact that is taken out as far as the time is that Hans Davion is 42 years old. And so that puts it at 3025. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, it gets into some unusual, I, I would say, misconceptions as far as what was written later on in all of the other Battletech novels, uh, such as aerospace fighters actually transversing from the jump point down all the way to the planet and uh, the using large external fuel tanks. Um, uh, there was also, The swamp people. Yeah, well... I know we've always talked about them not being aliens. Well, there's actually two novels that sort of introduce a intelligent alien life form of some sorts, not to the point of human beings. Um, but in this particular book, what happens is uh, Arden is in a main fight uh, on this particular planet, and he basically gets blown out, you know, uh, into this wilderness, ejects from his Mac, and tied injuries. naked to a tree with a ball gag yeah. in his mouth yeah and, and anyways he wakes up and he's like fighting fever and like bacteria infection and all this and then these like anyways it's really strange and then the enemy commander and then find him and get him out of there and blah 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 and, uh that's how he sort of discovers the uh plot because when he's in captivity and going through interrogation and stuff he's in like a weird drugged up phase but he remembers he looks in this particular window of this room and he swears he sees Hans Davion and it just really throws him for a loop and so anyways it goes from there yeah now um this this is a controversial book both both because of the timeline and the, the publishing order but also just certain things like you were explaining that are a little bit strange as far as compared to the rest of the novels um but I think it's a really important uh, moment in the timeline, you know, the the conflict between Lau and Davion, and um, the doppelgangers brought up in other novels. <clears throat> you know, it's to to me, it's while it was a strange book, um, not too strange, but you know, I guess people, some people have more issues with it. Um, I actually thought it was a really good book. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good just for the fact that it, it dove really into character development with Arden. I mean, you really. Like I said, those the struggles he was having, uh, it, it went in detail, you know, uh, nightmares and cold sweats, and it affected his relationships and all that fun stuff. Um, but then on top of that, you realize how close Liao was to actually implementing a, a Super close. Like, if it wasn't for Arden and actually going against the grain, going against orders, going against everything, you know, and... Uh, but I did find it sort of funny. Uh, there was parts where the battle mechs were described in very different ways uh, as far as their scale, how they work, and there was some weird stuff that happened. And you could tell that the author didn't really understand what battle mechs were exactly and how they were to be used. But then that's to be expected when it was like one of, you know, the very first, you know, to be out there. But... Um... 
Yeah, I mean, I think taken into consideration, you know, all those things. It, it's a really good book. It's a good read. And uh, if you haven't read it, click on that link. Uh, Boo will post it again right now. Um, and uh, buy it. And not only will you get to read a great book and uh, experience some great Battletech lore and history, but you'll also be supporting the podcast while doing so. Yeah, and someone, I think, just made a re- reference to Battletech and Twilight series, sir. You need to be shot. <laughs> I'm Team Warhammer. Oh, my God. Don't even start. So, if I mean... Alex, I don't think read it. Brandon, uh, did you give it a read? I've been working way too much recently, so. <laughs> What's this? What are you talking about? Work? Work? Work, work, well, work, what? I work. <laughs> but you didn't just you read it this last this month, PK, right? Yeah, I don't know what work is, huh? So, but, anyway, let's conclude the, the discussion here. Um, my opinion, great book, worth reading. Lots I would of, say it uh, was good. I would say it was a good Battletech novel. Yeah. It wasn't the best. There are some inconsistencies, but the background story and, uh, you know, basically the knowledge you get, definitely, I mean, I had no idea what the, uh, you know, it was referenced uh, many and many times until I read it, and then I was like, oh, well now i understand so there's good character development there's good uh political background and uh there's some great mech fighting as well so it's worth it is there a lot of hair pulling too because you know i'm guessing from the description so far that there'd be a lot of that you know it's funny you say that because i was thinking if i ever wrote a battletech book that's exactly what i would put more of in (laughs) sweet more hair pulling and pillow fights Thanks. Thanks, Darren. You made me laugh. I need that. Anytime. And now we're going to move on to the mech of the week. It's not just filler. It's all killer. And now this week's mech of the week. Max. Oh, boy. This now. Everybody needs to sit down for this one. No. First off. It's, I want to make it very clear that if it was up to me, uh, damn voters. You can just shut your mouth right now. <laughs> Mech of the week, guys. Drum roll. <laughs> All right. We have the trash can R60. I mean, uh, Urban Mech um, UM R60. Yes, we did it. I know. I know. Our live audience, some of them. Are For fine. those of you that love it, you're welcome. For those of you that hate it, we're getting it out of the way. <laughs> so it's a win-win. I mean, really. What set are you, are you on team forget this thing or team? Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into so, a little details here. It's the Urban Mech UMR60. It's a light mech, 30 tons. goes 32.4 kilometers per hour. And it does come uh, the stock with jump jets. Uh, its armament is a, an autocannon 10 and one small laser. Yeah, and with it, it was basically designed for urban combat defense. I mean, obviously, AC-10 and a small laser. Um, and it's the I, I slowest... thought it was a scout mech. Uh, I guess it it's next. I mean, it's des- it looks like it's designed to be in a monster truck show. It's pretty awesome. No, the one thing I imagine as far as an urban mech is like that one scene in Lord of the Rings when the horse rider, you know, come up and there's like a swarm. I just imagine like 30,000 urban mechs. That's the only time it might be useful and you might get a lot of it. But other than that, um, no. 
It is the slowest light battle mech in existence. Did you know that? That's, That's uh... because you have to push it. Everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it it's just like my trash can. It's got two wheels on one side. You have to tip it back a little bit and then push it. It's like it's like those uh, antique uh, assault towers there. You know, you know. <laughs> That's right. It. Like in Lord of the Rings. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. The urban mech now, is an assault tower. Now, for what it's worth, uh, it does pack an AC-10. Um, so that would be a pro. It's cons. It's slow. Um, also, it's, it's slow. It's it's definitely it's cheap. Slow. And, yeah, it is actually cheap. And on top of that, another con it's is slow. it's got no armor. Almost. I mean, uh, we actually yeah. we've used this in Mega Mech a few times. And actually, we had get this. One of our guys DFA went to go do a DFA in his already sort of beat up Irby Mech, and instead of completing the DFA, um, totally blew himself up in the process. I think. It, yeah, that was basically a, a DFA suicide. Was, yeah, he bounced off the tank, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, he bounced <laughs> off the tank. So basically, uh, George, a DFA, has a death from above. He jumped up with his jump jets, landed on a tank, and basically tripped and fell and killed himself. And we're going to believe get it or shot. not, I actually did know what a DFA was. I learned that long ago. <laughs> You're one of us. Yeah, Adamos. Yes. Yeah, and he's on the forums, and if you're listening, Adamus, that was hilarious. He was like, no, charge, I'm going to do... And we're like, what are, what are you doing? He basically just was, you know, intent on being useful in his crappy little urban mech, and uh, so he just... And he was useful. He provided a lot of comedy for that match. It was I will hilarious. Say, I, think, I, think he did, I think we're all getting a wee bit bored of uh, taking so long just to complete our turns. Yeah. And but, then, but, you know... And that might have had something to do with the DFA. But, on, but but to be honest, it is a good urban defense and combat mech when you're in a big city. It is a, no, hold on. It is a good mech to bring to the battlefield if cost is an issue. Yeah. Well, and it yeah, packs I mean, a hell of a punch. I mean, that AC-10 is going to hurt other light mechs, it's, and you know, it, it. I think it's good for a one very specific role. Very specific. You get you it's know, you throw in. You throw in the other light mechs first to get their attention, and you know, and then all of a sudden here comes this AC-10, you know, right in the you know background, because you know it'll take half an hour to get there anyway. Yeah. So, urban mech, you gotta gotta remember. I'll I'll make this quick, but urban mech, it's the perfect mech if you want to do something glorious, as you know, or Duncan Fisher would say. Like you guys have it in your slogan: no guts, no galaxy. Get in an urban mech and show them what you got. So if you if you want to be the underdog or the the David versus Goliath and jump in a Nerby, I'll get you, underdog. There you go, exactly. So, no no uh, notable pilots and no really notable uh, moments in history, but uh, maybe that's yet to come. We'll see. Exactly. Duncan Fisher could make that that mech memorable. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm sure he could. <laughs> I'll work on that. All right, guys, moving on to the community questions. All right, for the community questions, we our first question is... <laughs> Speaking Arden of Arden Sortek from... Yeah, right? And he's actually here. That That's he the has... main character in Sword and the Dagger. Yeah, if you guys weren't here for that one. Because we have actually more people rolling in, so live audience still growing. Have the devs mentioned anything about being able to dump ammo? I would like to have the ability to get rid of useless missiles or ammunition if my weapon has been taken out. The Hunchback's obvious AC-20 target is a good example, especially with the ammo stored in the opposite torso. 
Now, ammo can I, be stored anywhere. Well, yeah? yes, but I think what he's saying is, as far as MWO, if your AC twenty gets knocked out or your LRM, dump right. your ammo so you don't have that fireball effect. Same thing we do in Mega Mech, yeah. yeah. And I would, I would agree. I mean, it's, I don't know why we, you know, it wouldn't be implemented because it's, it's been in past games. Now, the length of time, what in the, um, in the Mega Mech, it took two full rounds or some, something to the effect of it dumping all of the ammo. One? Yeah. Okay, no, hold on. They're saying one, or a lot of audience is saying one. So it took a full, you know, cycle for it to be, you know, ejected. So if you're, if you're, weapon got taken out you couldn't like you could start the dump you know later but but okay so the question is have the devs mentioned anything i don't recall reading anything about it whether or not it's going to be implemented uh we don't know the only thing we really heard as far as ammo goes is the whole case system but well and then it wasn't that the the case in one of the videos when i think it was paul put the ammo in the arm with the weapon and everyone was like oh what the heck you know why would you do that so stupid I I would almost I agree and I disagree on the comment because well, if the weapon gets taken out, the ammo's completely useless and at least right. the ammo's on the arm. So if it goes up in a ball of flames, it's just the arm instead of your torso. But on the flip side, you you don't get to pick and choose what gets crit hit or not, right? So I mean, as far as we know, I mean you don't in the tabletop. So I mean if you're if there's a crit hit, it may be your ammo that goes up and boom, now your whole arm. So. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on that? You're saying that people thought it was stupid because the arm is more exposed and therefore more likely for no, ammo? No, he said it was stupid because, oh, you put the ammo with the weapon and whatnot. And it was like, well, yeah, I can understand that sort of mentality. But on the flip side, it keeps it away. Just like uh, Adam's saying right now, it keeps it keeps the explosion away from the, the engine. Yeah, I think you can find pros and cons for putting it anywhere. Um, it's just, you know... From what we all understand of the Mech Lab, we're going to have to come up with our own ideas, and and everybody's going to have an opinion of what is best and what's worse or whatever. So, um, my opinion and, on this is more power to him. If he's found a, a loadout that he likes and works well for him, then that's great. And just think of this: just like Brandon mentioned, we have heard them say something about uh, case. Now, case is cellular ammunition storage equipment. For those that don't know, it basically it helps with you know blow-off panels, so all the forces, you know, pointed in the opposite direction. So most like the M1A1, we have our own blow-off panels and whatnot if the ammo gets hit. That way it channels explosion outward and the crew and or mech warrior doesn't die. So if they do implement that, you know, that'll be interesting. But that also takes up crits um, and, you know, is an actual thing, equipment in the mega mech and uh, tabletop. Yes, uh, as... Uh... One side of your mech. Well, <laughs> instead of it blowing outwards and in every direction it it channels it so you know uh, therefore the damage doesn't go to your right and left horse instead of having it going whatever way it wants to it funnels it into a certain area our next question is masquerade and he says with the clan mechs being introduced later after the game goes live coinciding with the clan invasion how will releasing those mechs be handled as in Will a majority of them be released at a time of evasion, then the rest come in later? Well, um, of course we have no idea. I have no idea. So uh, I guess this would be a question for the devs maybe to write down later if they're listening and uh, get that information out. What yeah. I would 
speculate. I think what would happen, I mean, if this is from a game development standpoint, they'll be at the point to where they won't just release one or two mechs. They'll release a handful just like they're going to do, but I have a feeling it'll be more than, uh, you know, more than, you know, four. Yeah, I, I mean, that would be my assumption as well, that it'll be enough to where they're... Basically, I'm sure what they'll do is release enough to fulfill the various roles that are necessary. Well, I guess it depends on what they're in current, you know, working development at that time. So are they introducing other IS mechs, weapons? Are they working on maps? Do they have a team dedicated to specific things? I mean, just throwing that out there from the development standpoint, it's a pretty big undertaking, but they've already got the system in place, right? I mean, we, we've seen all the videos. We know they've got the catapult, Birdwalker. We know we've got the humanoid um, going. We don't know about whether or not they'll have the, what I call double knee joint, you know, the, the Thanatos and sort of that sort of leg. Um, but once they have those done, pretty much all the clan mechs use those as well. So I don't think it'll be... The Hollander has that leg joint as well, right? Yeah, some of them do. Well, in the art, it depicts it really weird, like the mongoose, and a few, there's a few other ones that, uh, yeah, I think one of our members, live audience members, saying uh, digigrade or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's it's sort of like think of a um, a dog's back leg. Right. That's that's what it is. Cool. So uh, I don't know, really. So. Uh, Phil, just question here: How would you like to see them be brought out? Just well, adding on to uh, Masquerade's we, we already We already know uh, from Mech 4 to Mech 3, they always have the same, you know, mechs. They always have, you know, the Timberwolf, the Summoner, you know, all the, the classics. I want to see those, but I want more. I want to see those mechs, just like they're doing right now. I was blown away. I didn't expect the Cataphract, you know. I was like, really? Wow. That's what I want to see when they introduce the clan mechs. I want to see those mechs we haven't seen um, ever. Some of them never. I mean, granted, I haven't seen the mech tech expansion pack, but... Uh... I'm surprised at hearing myself say this, but I actually agree with you. And so the mechs that are usually chosen for a game, I think a lot of that the reason that they're chosen is aesthetically. They look good. Um, Flying Debris has done an amazing job of taking mechs that I don't usually care about and making them look badass. So I completely agree with you. I would love to see a lot of these mechs that we don't see a lot of um, redone and, you know, made uh, popular again. I, you and, know, and with his art style, and he's already stated, remember his interview, and uh, from the beginning, he, he clearly stated his one only sort of fear is when he does, you know, to... Mad Cat. Yeah, the Timberwolf, the summer, those classic, you know... That one, the iconic mix. Good, right? And now his style, how is he going to pull it off? He's going to pull it off. I'm sure he's already got ideas in the back of the head, and I have no idea. He may already be at that point where he's designing them in the background, because as far as an R2. Um, I'm, I've got all my faith in him. Hey, first off, I'd like to say hey. welcome back, Greg. Hey, Greg. Sorry about messing the start, guys. I was totes asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, awesome. No worries. Alright, I was on the summit uh, for the CCP folks. So it's Iceland time, and while I wasn't traveling to Iceland, I still had to like be up at four o'clock to check all the video settings and stuff. And, yeah, what a nerd! Long day. Well, right, welcome. Guys. 
We are in the middle of community questions. Uh, do you want to move on to Patrick's question? I mean, I, the only thing I'd like to say is, I think the even the Timberwolf could benefit a lot from FD's loving touch. In one area being the exception, which is the arm pods. I just love the arm pods. I really hope those don't go away. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think from what he's done with the catapult, the uh, Mad Cat Timberwolf is going to be great. We shall yep. see. But we're moving on to the next question, and that's Patrick Fisher. He says, any news official, any new official updates as far as gameplay on the servers? Will we expect to see Piranha in control of all the servers? Can players host a game similar to the Game Ranger, or can players host their own dedicated servers as they're hosted in MWLL? I would say at launch that you're going to see um, Piranha controlling all the servers because of the persistent universe and the logistics involved. Um, whether you know they make um, adjustments for you know private leagues or you know, NBT or whatever. Didn't was there? They... I thought I read somewhere. Uh, I'm might... pretty sure it was Brian that said something yeah. along the lines that, as of right now, the only word is that Pariah, uh, PGI is running all the servers. Um, Which makes sense. Is questionable. Well, it's a persistent world MMO. I would be really confused as to how they would plan to pull off private servers for that. Well, well you, I don't think they would. You wouldn't. Practice the only reason they do... Look at World of Tanks. World of Tanks, you can practice. All that is held on their servers yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. there's no yeah, reason. Just, that's the only situation I can think of that you would have your own private server would be for that. But it's already going to be covered by, you know, as PK said, World of Tanks has a practice thing. And that's covered yeah. by the World of Tanks if was anyway. Yep, I would be surprised to see it at all. But if uh, if it is something that happens, it would be way down the line because they would just basically be doing it for individual leagues like NBT that, you know, I just don't see it happening. All right, we're going to move on to questions from the live studio audience. Erodian Ward, go ahead and unmute. Hello, what's your question? All right, I got a question for you guys. In your views, how would you like to see... A uh, how can I put this? A clan invasion girl. in MechWarrior Online. That too. <laughs> <laughs> um, how would you like to see them? Maybe not implement it, but maybe like a uh, in-game event, I guess. Well, yeah, good question, and that's exactly how I'd like to see it. Um, you know, a really well laid out in-game event with uh, dev participation, and uh, I think it could be done really well. I haven't really thought much about how it might be done, but um, I think it would be a really fun, you know, week-long event or something. Well, see it more as a couple-month event. Like two or yeah. three months of just well, yeah. invasions well, happening. And some of them are player The invasion's going to be... Dev-driven, some other... You know, I mean, you can really do a lot of really unique stuff and make it an epic once-in-a-lifetime event. I don't really know how they're going to tackle it because, you know, they've stated that they're not going to have any PvE, you know, at least at launch. They've stated that, you know, they're looking at stuff like that. But how are Clan Mechs going to be implemented into the, you know, market if everything is available to anyone at the right price or, you know, if you have the currency or whatever? 
I mean, that just sort of me, next thing you know, you're just going to have clan mechs taking over. And, and again, we're talking about multiple, you know, multiple layers here. We're talking about balancing factors. We're talking about, you know, market factors as far as the pricing, availability. Are we going, I could see it going really well. And Greg, you know, just like uh, Eve, being able to do PV missions, getting special items every once in a while, but that's not going to happen. So... I don't. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't Alex, know. I know you were trying to get something in there. What do you think? Yeah, I think it should be done like Eve, um, where they have incursions that happen in there. At the start, they were sort of like dev driven, uh, and then like player driven. Uh, so there's a one player that controls a whole mass of them. That would be pretty cool. So that's exactly why I said a week long because um, devs can't really participate for months um i'd like to see the initial they, they're getting paid to i think you would have well, a dedicated guy they would be going yeah, back have a dude. that's like his thing <laughs> you would have a dude the one guy doing the intent no i like to see a bunch I'll of devs out there dude. so prana if you're listening i'm definitely unemployed right now. no actually i think you gotta remember but... is the devs enjoy playing their game too no i know but i want them to keep developing for more content rather no, than no you don't not for something <laughs> like this this is content, man. This is totally worth not having a new Mac for a month or two. I don't know. I don't know really how it's going to play out. It should be interesting, uh, Erodian, to be honest. Because I mean, as far as their game model, uh, game model, how they present it, we we just don't know. So that's a good question, man. Yep. I would gladly shoot Paul in the face. Just All right. Saying. Do we do we have, do we any, have any more? Uh, I think I saw one, um, uh, and I All think right. it had to do with whether or not he, we should go get more beer um i'll answer that straight off because it's a rhetorical question yes go get more beer and then there was actually a serious question about death ammo explosions yes death lantern you're up yeah i was wondering like uh i know that whenever you get the mech salvage from the parts but what about reproducing like if one house captures another house's technology or something that they didn't have how many times would you have to capture something like that before their scientists could reproduce that technology well, the technology for the, the different houses isn't going to be, from what we understand at least, it's not going to be isolated. It's going to be different costs. Yeah, it's going to be market. Uh, if you're Davian, the Davian tech and the Davian mechs are going to be cheaper, but you're still going to be able to buy everything. Yeah, they yeah. said everything will be available to everybody. The, the difference is market value. No, I think what you're going at, Deathliner, is uh, probably a little bit more complex than what we would see out of MW. I mean, you're talking about stuff like that's in Eve, as far as building stuff, invention, you know, getting yeah, invention, getting the invention resources, research, yeah, yeah, and which yeah, I, I, I didn't would know love. if y'all had, I didn't know if y'all had like plans for incorporating like certain houses were researching certain technologies at certain times based off the timelines that other well, houses weren't and some had other weapons and stuff that others didn't and i didn't know if you were going to incorporate that well first off uh we are not the devs we are i am phil and i am not a developer <laughs> nice to meet you buddy people swear that i have connections because of the mechs i've chosen i am greg i'm also not a developer despite what <laughs> half the eve community would like I am Darren, and I am also an alcoholic. Oh wait, what? So, uh, but no, uh, it's I'm definitely. Just angry. Yeah, you are. It's it's definitely an interesting uh, question, though. I could see if new technology rolls out that they would have to do it. If if kind of going on your suggestion there that there would be a time difference, you would have to release something for each house every 
time basically and then have it like a week where it would be exclusive to that house and then no, it would open up no to... you, you don't even do that what you do is let's let's talk about like a pulse laser pulse laser comes out it's available to everyone pew pew but guess what davion it's like you know the price is dirt cheap everyone else it's it goes up depending on how far away from this you know source and then basically it would be easy you know it'd have a timetable it'd start trickling and even it out and boom there you're done i mean i don't think it's as complicated as you know yeah, well, no, that, I mean, but... like what i was wondering is like based off the traditional timeline when certain houses would develop new technology it'd be so long before it'd be uh spread throughout the inner sphere that only that house would have it for you know maybe five or ten years before they'd start selling it and spreading it out and i didn't know if yeah, that was the refit kits yeah we don't we don't know i mean i'm assuming they've they've clearly stated that um everything everything will be available to anyone um but they said that price will be the the thing so and obviously maybe. there won't be availability op issues so obviously be tied in with your mercenary credits or you know money credits thing you get with the uh you know the actual cash you dump in at the game yeah right yeah, definitely know. possibility. Thank you for the uh, question, Deathliner, and we'll take one more question. Um, Mark Bull McTavish, if you uh, have your question ready, I'm looking for him. Is he on here still? Wrong guy. It says Felon Ward is next. All right, uh, uh, Felon yes, Ward. This was, this was the uh, question about the ammo explosions. Um, going back to what you were saying before about ammo explosions and how they were dealt with in the game. I just wondered, because within a Sphere Max you can only have case in the torso sections, um, what would happen and how would you deal with ammo explosions in the arms? Would they transfer through? Um, there's one philosopher that says the case should protect not just the section, but any damage transferring into that section. I just wondered if anyone knew how that would happen. Well, it assumes the mech has case in the first place, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think that depends on how they tackle it. I would have no problem if they changed, bent the rules a little bit and created their own where case can be on, you know, anything, you know. But they've held pretty close to the tabletop, you know, rules. So Super far. close. Well, see, so... here's the thing with, with the case and transferring. If you put case in the torso and prevents damage transferring into the torso, you're essentially giving, you know, whoever's designing said mech a free slot right because if you wanted to protect yourself from that under the tabletop rules you have to put case in the arm to stop the ammunition explosion from getting into the torso but, but if you still put it in the uh, torso there if it if your ammo's in the arm and explodes and it, go, it starts going into the torso then you could divert it that way I suppose I think I think we're thinking too hard about it I think it's ultimately it's just going to come down to gameplay and whatever makes it more fun and more epic battles. I know that's what they're going for is the epic when battle. The, when so. the arm blows up and the ammo goes up and there's a big ball of fire, that's what I want to see. And then Hell go, yeah. Oh, oh, we, should, we should get government funding to do a study on how case systems would work. You get on that. Yeah, yeah. This isn't, this isn't Canada, man. We can't get money <laughs> for that stupid shit. All right. That, that's um, actually a good question. Um... I'm not even going to call you Fallon because you're not Fallon. I'm, <laughs> I'm PK. Just FYI. No, he's PW. I know, but I'm PK. Yeah, he's like the there's future slang. No, actually, the the end is actually PK, by the way, because Kellhound, uh, the Kells become a blood name at the end. So yeah, yeah. whatever. Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader. Uh, what the hell there? are you all talking about? Just Phelan, Phelan Ward, 
Phelan okay. Kell is a very okay. major those, character. Those I'll get not, off. From, for those who may not have known or listened to the early ones, I've gone by Phelan Kell for... Before it even was in the books. Before well, the character Helen, was created. No. First off, <laughs> even in Eve... He is like, the real Phelan Kell. We would be playing like World of Tanks in Eve, and people would be like, hey, it's up, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, yeah. They'd be like, holy crap. And I'm... So anyways, I gave up the alias because... I didn't want to bring over the whole, you know, role-playing thing in MWO, so... Thus. And for all of you that played uh, Star Wars Galaxies, yes, I was that Luke Skywalker. It's all right, PW. <laughs> all right, thanks, uh, Phelan, for the question. Moving on to MechWarrior Online. If you didn't Big know, news. Yeah, the beta. Just live. So it's live now, yeah. So, according to the news and i think brian and russ have announced that a thousand people have been invited uh, to the closed beta that was the and, first wave. and then there is two more waves of 500 there's 2000 total yeah okay and they're already out so if you didn't get one sorry and if you did we don't know because you're not allowed to say shit so meh which is but anyways, weird isn't it well, no, not really. You're you're under an NDA, so yeah. But most NDAs at least allow someone to say this NDA does not allow for you to uh, state that you're playing the game. And then, yeah, which, which seems strange. I mean, from even from a marketing standpoint, I mean, you would want people to be excited about the beta, even if like most NDAs, the well, this is play the closed. Actually, say anything. This is you the know, closed. Should... This isn't the open though. Update. More invites will be done after E3, which that's coming next up week. relatively soon. Yeah, next week, right? Yeah, and Affirmative. the rumor, rumor is that right after E3, there's going to be a huge batch of invites that go out, but that's just rumor on the forums. Supposedly like 8,000, not 9,000, 8,000. Should make it 9,001. Which would make it 10,000 total. That's all a lot of people. Yeah, so uh, basically people are playing it right now. As we speak. So jelly. Yeah. I am jealous. They're like beta ninjas. We've got screenshot number four up. Go ahead and check it out. It's on the, the website. And if we can get that linked for you guys. And week in review, we've got a new dragon is confirmed. A variant, I should say. Tell us about this new variant. Well, we've got... Let, let, let me break it down. First off, it, break adds, it down. An extra, adds an extra medium laser to the left arm. So now a total of two medium lasers. Gets rid of the LRM-10, and it adds an SRM-4 and one ton of ammo. All the armor is completely maxed out. Added heat sinks to the left shoulder. Now 14 heat sinks. Add a ton of UAC-5 ammo. Two tons now total. Oh, that wasn't the variant. That was the custom variant. The variant that wasn't confirmed was the Dragon oh. 5N. Ooh. Because he's building off modified Dragon 5N. The only one we knew before that was the default should have stopped variant. me. I was like all the way through. Yeah, I know, but I'm a jerk. Thanks, Brennan. Way to let me fail at life. And on after that, can and by the way, while we're moving on, can one of you guys pull up the uh, that particular variant so we can get the info for it? And then that way we can discuss it. We've also you're also able to redeem your code in your profile. I'm assuming that has to do with the, as Alec would say, the. Beta? Uh, is that how you pronounce Alex? Beta. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, 
You never know, because I mean, it could be for redeeming the foundry packages as well. It's it true. The the process for getting in, you'll be getting an email. So don't you don't need to be refreshing your MWO website page. You need to be refreshing your inbox, and then they will. That's how they'll be distributed. Yes, you know what they may have been failing at. You know, yeah. Can you imagine this like whole entire time since it went live? Someone's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it to get picked." They keep refreshing, and they never check their email. <laughs> right, or it went to the spam box or something like that. All right, so we've got uh, the next up is the another Zam article. Uh, it's actually a pretty good article. It gives you a little bit more info. Uh, some other people up is uh, in the in- interview is Matthew Craig, the technical director for Macworld Nine. Uh, he goes through some stuff. Obviously, we can't go through it all. Um, Brandon, did you see anything interesting out of there that we didn't know? Uh, that we didn't know before? Um, not so much. <laughs> the biggest thing that came out of it was the talk about uh, uh, how players are going to no. play the game, how they're going to interact with it, such as three monitors, the flight sticks, everything like that. Mm, I'm going to play it on my iPhone. Um. All right, we're checking it out right now, live. So the 5N comes from, obviously, the, the dragon itself, Krita Space. Damn Dracos. Um, it actually comes with a LRM-10, a UAC-5, and one medium laser. It was basically based on Star League technology, obviously the UAC, and then allows it to fi- uh, fire twice as fast as the regular AC, and that's what as far as uh, Sarna and the info from there. So all the fluff. Um, another thing to check out after the article is Ask the Devs, obviously, is up. Um, so again, I think this is probably the the coolest thing we've seen from the devs themselves. Now, remember, think back Mech 4, Mech 3, and Mech 2. We never had this. There was never this interaction between the developers and the community and saying, hey, hey, Darren, what would you like to know about the game? Ask us, and there's a pretty good chance of us telling you. I mean, how... Hey, Phil, I'd like to know, when am I going to be in my Warhammer? Um... <laughs> That's never, what I thought. You know, Remember, though, this game, Some... they're, gonna, they're trying to promote it as a free game, so of course they really want to build up good community, uh, you know, spirit, and, and, you know, make everybody on their side. So the best way to do that is to... Be as open as they possibly can. You know, I'd just like to think that Russ and Brian get hard on thinking about Battle Max. So that's... No, that's Phil, not everybody is like you. I, I know. You he has this problem. He thinks everybody yeah. is like can him. Can you imagine how he makes his girlfriend dress up? I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> think about that one. Be everywhere. The Tin if Man it, from Wizard of Oz. There's any other tankers out there and you know what oh, CBC can. suit is? Yeah, CBC. <laughs> it's like a flight suit. Yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> Um, the the next desktop wallpaper is out. I actually love this thing. If you if Me you're too. a catapult fanboy, yes, that's it's all. It's a beauty. And for those who don't have the link, check it out. Here we go. Oh, someone beat me to it. Definitely. Now, of course, this is the K2 version. Packing the PPCs. It's all funny games till you catch a PPC in the face. Yeah. Now, where have I heard that before? <laughs> vaguely familiar. <laughs> Um, that is a badass looking mech. I mean, nothing else you can say about that. That is just sweet looking. And then we've got a transmission, garbled as is. Uh, there's an online 
And here's the link. It's linked mwomercs.com forward slash Artemis, A-R-T-E-M-I-S. And it's a countdown. Five days, 15 hours, 58 minutes, 46 seconds. What? And you can sign up for more info. It's a garbled picture. I, it's going to be another mech. It's a total nerdy post. I mean, all the guys who are into computer programming and stuff, they've been... I'm, I, you know, I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it right now. Oh, boy, here we go. You ready for Can't this? Wait. Can't wait. Don't go for it. Now. Go for it. Go for it. It's the Kit Fox. What? No. I'm calling... Uh, it's either... No, hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong. Look at the bottom right corner. Obviously, it's a mech of some sort, and the only one that has a little red dot circle like that in the TRO art is the Kit Fox. The and old. There it is, everybody. It's the Irby. That or the Kit Fox. Surprise. That or it's a Kit Fox. Just throwing that out there. Or All right. That if it's a Cyclops. All right, hold on. Where is this uh, smudge of it's pixels? All, it's all in Phil's mind. That's where it is. Squint your eyes I really hard. It. Yeah, if you didn't see it, that's your own fault. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm going to oh, tell him you're it's you're not giving away it's your not NDA. Yeah, it's not a clan mech. <laughs> All right. So anyway, check that out. We have no idea what it's what it is. But anyways, you can register to find out more info. There's also a yeah. little uh, chat log going on there as well. It's going to be it's it's a it's another mech of some type. And I just wanted to stir confusion. There's cl- every single claner just got a hard on out there. Oh my god, it's gonna be climax! I'm like, no, it's no, not. <laughs> that's not a kit box at all. Oh geez, do you see what uh, Gouty Gouty just posted? Yeah, we yeah, just had just a uh, a member uh, of the live audience posted a sort of hodgepodge piece together. Is that a wasp, maybe, or or a stinger, or a phoenix hawk? Christ, oh, Christ, it looks like one of those puzzles that I had to play with when we were on long trips in a car, ready to slide the little <laughs> plastic pieces back and forth. Make a picture. Yeah, it could be a Cyclops. It could what be. About... There are a few other mechs with that hand configuration. What about... what about this? Just from the look of the legs, and the fact that we're due for another uh, assault mech soon, uh, Highlander. Hmm. Hmm. No. Anyway, speculation. Is I say a buzz it looks right like now. a DJ mech because it looks like his hands are on the turntables. And stuff. <laughs> interesting forum post by the staff. For the interesting forum post by the staff, we have Brian and a thread called "What to Expect for the Rest of You Non-Beta Players." Beta. It's beta. beta. Get it right. I'm just making fun of you. It's beta, beta, beta. beta. Like a mistake like that. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and uh, basically in this thread he says those invited to the beta are under NDA non-disclosure agreements for everyone out there they're not permitted to disclose any information so don't expect to see a bunch of it I'm in the beta post pictures videos the first phase of invites goes out blah 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 he says patience is a virtue not everyone will make it into the first phase of closed beta filling out the form to 100% completion will improve your chances please do not PM for access or any other staff members this is frowned upon. That was May 25th, which was five days ago. So, for those who don't have it, like I said, just uh, just just wait. All in due time. And uh, for those who are involved, keep your mouth shut. Yeah, like I ever do that. <laughs> All right, we've got Mechware Tactics now. There was a tweet chat and a transcript of this, and we can put it right here. 
There you guys go. A lot of cool info. Uh, Brandon, you were actually there for this, correct? I watched it as it happened, correct? You were there, live? I was there. I've seen things, man. Don't even oh. know. Don't even, you don't know. Pictures. I've seen things, man. <laughs> Red, All right, this, this tweet let's, chat let's had nothing on Red Orchestra 2. I'm just saying. All right, so there's the tweet chat, and we have some, obviously there's a ton of questions and answers, uh, just a few of them. Um, one of the like, first questions, do you think the Battletech game is fundamentally balanced? I've always thought heavier mechs were much more, uh, had more of an advantage, and Tactics uh, said big mechs always have some advantage. So we have to combat value system to help players compare mechs with one another, just like any mechware game. Um, gosh, there's a ton of them on here. How many games can you have going at the same time? The only real limit is the number of lances you can deploy to missions. That a lance is... can only be in one mission at a time. Yeah, that is the only limit. You can have as many games as you want, as long as you have the mechs. Uh, let's see. Will the game mode allow more than two players, i.e. 2v2? They're starting out with PvE and 1v1. Nice. Our plans are big, right? So we hope to expand multiplayer further as we go. And I'm going to say they took that idea from that last podcast we had, and I gave them that idea. Write that hmm. down. Um, the Hex Size is another one I found interesting, at least. Yeah, where's that one? Go ahead. Uh, what scale of the hexes in MWT? 30 meters per the tabletop or 10 meters per the miniatures rule? And the answer to that is that they've gone with 30 meter hexes. Um so yeah, there we know that now. <laughs> yeah, they say they've done thirty meter hexes, but the parity is different between screen and tabletop. The mechs read bigger on the screen, so like in the tabletop, they were small. Anyways, it was two D. Yeah, that's not going to have much effect on the gameplay. It looks awesome and it's fun. That it does. All right, so we're going to be moving on. And uh, next, we also have stats and info cards if you haven't seen this link this real quick or did you already get it i already got it god you're just i'm on top ninja. of it see put someone through ninja training school and they just so anyways, maybe that or he that just likes to be on top of things you never know Ooh. no comment this is actually pretty cool i checked this out when this came out um you it basically gives you a uh hex and sort of it highlights what that particular mech is more apt to, whether it's medium range firepower, short range, heat efficiency, speed, armor, or long range firepower. So it pretty much tells you in general, uh, like the Jenner, it's almost all speed. You know, the Spider, speed and heat efficiency. Um, so definitely cool, uh, different. I would have never thought to sort of visually. That's a different visual. I, re I really like how they show the uh, visual differences uh, showing the strengths and weakness of each mech. It's kind of neat. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Uh, another thing, and if you missed this last time, was the spider uh, turnaround, but here is the Atlas. Now, I'd say you need the Unity plugin to see it, but here's an in-game render of the Atlas, or a version of the Atlas. Now, one of the things I'm going to say before there are haters out there, oh my god, that's not the original Atlas, Tiro artwork, blah, 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 blah. Look, it's a different game. I like the style. Yeah, it's a little bit cartoony and sort of different, I guess. But I think it's pretty cool. So whatever. Get over it. Yeah, I mean, 
as we all know, you can never make everybody happy. And if you are complaining that something is not the tabletop, then play the tabletop. Yeah. You tell them. I mean, haters going to hate. <laughs> don't worry. I'll be playing it. And if you're not, I won't cry. So fuck so- you all. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Darren. Alright, obviously, reminders, um, the IGP staff and developers are asking you guys info on the forum, so be a little bit more proactive on there if you can, or if you work all the time, like myself. Yeah, can't. I mean, okay. they have two main uh, general threads, like one of them's uh, ask a dev, like, just random questions, and I think once a week now, they're answering questions from that thread, and then the other one's what type of missions, objectives, and stuff, would you like to see, which is still ongoing, so... You know, as I get to know the people at Piranha and get to know the people at Acronym, um, one thing I can for sure say is that they listen to us. They listen to the the players. They listen to the fans. Um, so if you want to, you know, have a chance at having your input affect the output of uh, MechWarrior Tactics, then get on there and post something because they really are taking into account what everybody's saying. And, and I think that's important. actually being watched by... By Big Brother right now. Oh, then. we have a we have a PGI member here actually. Yes. So uh, shut down everything. Shh, Constar. Yeah, everybody pretend like you're not doing anything. All right. So Hi, before... my, my name's George Ledoux, and I want to work for you guys. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> MechWarrior Living Legends new screenies, and the coolest thing about this is you get to see some of the things we're coming out in a little bit more detail, and. If you look, if you, well, first off, I'll say, if you didn't check out the free reticle system on May 20th, go to their website, mechlivinglegends.net, and then accompanied with the screenshots, uh, they're coming out with new features, but these show the black liner, uh, show a particular arrow asset, very, very, uh, just, uh, <laughs> these guys work their asses off for, and not getting paid, and a lot of people don't understand how much time and effort goes into development i mean behind the scenes it's yeah the... we, if only... go ahead if only we had someone on our team here who could try and describe just how much effort was into them yeah. well we've had Lear on <laughs> and, and he's he's broke it down um but yeah it here's the bottom line the, the question earlier what are people that aren't in the uh closed beta what are they supposed to do play mwll totally um i was playing it recently actually um, because of the whole beta thing, and um, they've added the you know the effect of when your laser hits them, it glows. It's kind of like MWO, and so that was my stand-in for MWO beta. Cool. <laughs> yeah, they've got a, a lot of cool things coming out for 5.7. Actually, more so. And one of the things you may not have noticed: the picture of the Black Lantern. Look at the paint scheme. Did anybody else notice that? I'm looking right now. You can look. There's there's a picture. Is it camo? For, for someone like myself who's stupid, which picture are you talking about? The, the I just, one with the I just linked it in the plane? studio for you. Just linked it there. Is the difference that it has camo on it and it's not silver? Yeah. The, the, the camo and all the other... Just so... I mean, um, it's a subtle thing. I just want to point out... Nerd. That's not, that's yeah. not camo. I can clearly see it. Oh, my God. Oh, oh that's funny. That fire reminds me of my grill though i don't know man <laughs> mech warriors He's, he, mech warriors they have to eat on the go therefore they light an lrm on fire and they just throw <laughs> their enemies on top of it and then you're good to go 
I have roasted many what a hot dog on my burning awesome. mech corpse. All right, mech warrior tactical command. No updates. I don't really know at all. Hmm. Solaris assault tech, on the other hand, we've still been in talks with uh, James and Vince and those guys down there. When they're ready to talk to us, or I should say, they're ready to talk to us when they can talk to us. They'll let us know, and we'll have them on the show. They're they're hard at work. They're doing a lot of stuff in the background, and uh, yeah, just I mean, give them time. the bottom line with both uh, tactical command and assault tech is, whenever we have any news, we will be bringing it to you. We're just waiting. All right, guys. So, Facebook, make sure to give us a like. We already uh, hit the 500 uh, threshold, and we're going higher. Obviously, just spread the word, talk to anybody, give support, and as well as you know, the t-shirts, uh, they're coming. God, I can't wait to wear mine. Pictures. So, uh, I'd like to thank everyone, our community, our staff members. You guys have been working, you know, on cookies and milk and promises. And obviously we'd like to thank our listeners. Appreciate it. Um, again, I, I can't, you know, say enough. If you're, if you've got a unit and, or you're looking for a unit and, or if you <laughs> unit, wanna, unit, unit. You know, um, Morgana's been saying unit throughout the show. I think she really wants to get us all drunk. Morgana, she, I will say this. In about two weeks' time, on a Wednesday recording, I will be drinking. Um, Ooh, wait. So, so you're saying two weeks from today? I, I think I'll say two weeks from today. You throwing it down? So, okay, then I'll drink will, that day as well. I think it'll be a manual uh, NGNG <laughs> drink-a-thon. I'm horrified and appalled at what is about to happen in two weeks. It's oh, gonna be yeah. Awesome. The, so, you, you heard it here first, folks. Two weeks from this. I'll even, I think Greg and Alex, have you guys, and Eve, uh, I've played drunk a few times. I don't remember if you guys were there. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's great show. This is Philip. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Catcher Kel. This is Greg. This is Alex. And this is George. Until next time. Mech Warriors. Oh, my God.